If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Quantum Revenue Expansion, where we share time-tested strategies to turn your annual revenue into your monthly revenue. Ready to up-level your business and your life? Then you will love listening in on the lively conversations Ursula has with her clients and guests as they share exactly what they did to grow and scale their business exponentially. Plus, you will discover how to experience more freedom, joy, and peace in your business and your life right now. If turning your annual income into your monthly income is your next step, then join us at the next 2X Intensive. Go to UrsulaInc.co slash apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Quantum Revenue Expansion, the podcast where we talk about how to turn your annual income into your monthly income. Jen, hello, and welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited to have you because we're going to have a cool conversation for our listeners all over the world. We're going to talk about how to have health and wealth in 2023 and why that matters. So definitely grab a pen, piece of paper. You're going to want to take some notes today when Jen and I have this fun conversation. Yeah. And also, if you haven't yet, definitely go to UrsulaInc.co and grab Quantum Revenue Expansion, the masterclass. It's a free course. You can download it super easy and it pairs really well with the podcast. So if you haven't done that yet, definitely do that. In that course, we talk about three things. One, how to create your brand new quantum revenue container for next year, how to up-level your pricing packages and your marketing, and we talk about how to collapse time and reach your quantum revenue goals even faster. So definitely grab that if you haven't yet. Also, if you haven't hung out with us at the 2X Intensive and you're feeling the pull, like you've heard the things and you're thinking, I want to 2X my revenue and shave 10 or more hours off my work week, you can go to UrsulaInc.co forward slash apply, send us your details, and my team will set up a private call with someone on our team to talk to you about how the 2X can help you this year and next year. So with that, let's do this, Jen. Let me tell you about Jen. Jen's passionate about helping women get rid of the lies they have been believing that have shaped unhealthy behaviors or unhealthy relationships with their bodies. Jen creates an atmosphere of healing so individuals can move forward and live their purpose of who they really are, who they were meant to be. And Jen is just a master at helping, especially women. You work mm -hmm. mostly with women, but I know you've right. impacted, you have a lot of men in your life too, that I'm sure you've impacted men that live right. in your home and just helping people get healthy and get out of this mm -hmm. negative conversation in their heads about 
about eating and about food and about weight and all these things that we've been told that are just lies. So let's just dive in, Jen. I'm excited to have you here. And I can tell you, I think you and I've talked about this, but from a young age, like I can remember at a very young age, looking in magazines and thinking, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I'm never going to be that skinny, or I'm never going to have this, or I'm never going to. And, and even someone in my family who, you know, meant well at the time saying something about, well, don't look in the mirror so much. It'll make you vain. And and just like, I was like, well, I, I I had so many mixed messages. Like I think so many young women do in this country. Then you know, throw in social media today. I didn't have that when I was yes. in the eighties. I'm glad I didn't have social media because I can't even imagine right. what I would have been thinking then. So, so take it away. Tell us a little about, about your story and what brought you into this, this world. Yeah. I, and from a very young age, I, you know, I was, I was a super skinny kid, super skinny kid. And I remember the weight conversation happening all around me all the time. Oh, you'll never have to worry about being fat because you are just so tiny. Well, then I hit puberty and I got hips and I developed quicker than the other girls. And I remember being so feeling so uncomfortable in my body because I knew that I looked different. I knew I had developed sooner before the other girls. And I'll never forget. We were in seventh grade. We were in gym class. We were in the pool and I was mortified to wear a swimsuit because I felt like everyone was looking at me. And then we went into math class afterwards and I heard a group of boys uh, making fun of me for how I looked in my swimsuit. They were calling me fat. They were saying I had a big butt and big thighs. And that really shaped the lens of how I saw myself for the next, you know, 30 plus years. And I don't think I ever had what you would diagnose as an eating disorder, but because I just jumped around from like, you know, being super, super restrictive and trying to like make myself small enough. So I felt good enough to not caring anymore and just eating anything I wanted. And I just kind of jumped around to all the things, but always felt really, really disordered with food. Um, and then I had babies and your body's changed so much when you have babies. And that was the first time I probably like felt like I was really actually overweight and struggled to lose the body weight. And then as soon as I did with the first kid, I got pregnant with the second kid. And then I jumped into health coaching and got really, really adamant about what exactly what I was eating to the point where that probably did become a little bit disordered. Um, during that time I had, I got Lyme's disease a couple of, a couple years after my youngest son was born. And that really disrupted my immune system. I had to get really restrictive on what I could eat because everything was causing more inflammation in my body. And I became completely obsessed with what was going in my body. Cause I was so scared to go back to that state of chronic inflammation that it became, that became completely like an eating disorder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sure there are so many people, including myself that can relate to this, this struggle and not only that, but let's face it, the diet industry is a multi-billion dollar yes. industry, right? Yes. And yes. they don't make money unless we're buying books or supplements or right powdered shakes or, you know, all the things. And, and at the same time, I heard one of the words you said about like, the inflammation that you had. And that's the other piece. Like, I feel like we're so uneducated because when it comes to food and nutrition, because we will see one person who seemingly can eat everything and be right. just 
keep their weight, their metabolism is whatever, right? What it should be. And someone else who's totally restricting and not right. And so it's, it's just so confusing. And by the way, for anyone, this is triggering right now. I'm just sending you loads of love. I can feel like, yes, might be very triggering. And at the same time, I wanted, I wanted to have this conversation around the holidays because I feel like it's not, it's not something that's talked about. There's a lot of shame around eating. Absolutely. shame. And I think for women, especially like, we're not allowed to talk about this. We're not supposed to talk about it. And yet if we don't talk about it, then it's just, it's everybody's secret. And right. I guarantee you that, I don't know what nine, you probably know those stats better than me, but 90% of women or more struggle with this at some point. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's even more than that. Yeah. And so our intention is really to do a couple of things. We're going to talk about Jen's business today. Cause we want to talk about like having a business that you're so passionate about and growing yeah. that. multiple businesses actually in your family. And then also this, we're going to, at the end, we'll have more of this conversation about, about what you can do if this is you know, if, if you're feeling triggered about this conversation, how Jen can support you and some of the resources that are out there. So, so you became a health coach. So you were inspired to become a health coach because of the many struggles that you'd been through. Yeah. I wanted a way to feel like I was in control of my health. I wanted a way to stay home with my kids. It was a network marketing company that I jumped into and that brought me out of, you know, my corporate job and brought me home. But then it was like, all consuming because I was teaching other people how to, you know, be healthier, but it was like, I was still struggling because I was struggling with Lyme's disease. So I felt a little like a fraud and it just became this place of total chaos for me and total struggle. And it didn't feel good. I didn't feel like in alignment with what I was sharing because I was still struggling because I had never mended that relationship with food or even my body. Really. I was still trying to become small enough to feel like I was good enough that I belonged anywhere. Small right. Feel good enough. Yeah. And I know so many women can relate to that because everywhere we look, we're told in some way, shape and form that we're not good enough, whether it's social media or magazines that you were talking about. And now social media, it's like, there's a whole tribe of people that's like, you know, sugar is bad and all this is bad. And if you're not taking care of yourself, you're bad because you're, you know, being selfish or whatever the message is. And then there's another one that's like, eat whatever you want. It's okay. Like don't be in a relationship with food, but then you see autoimmune disease and chronic illness and all of these things running rampant because people aren't fueling their body and nourishing their body in the proper way. And so I feel like people just go to both extremes totally. and, and there's no, there's no middle ground where it's easy and allows it to just flow on social media right now. I just feel like people are just told in every way, shape and form that they're wrong or bad. Totally. Yeah. It's so confusing. I, I try not to go on there because I start to feel really dumb after a while. <laughs> Clearly I know nothing. So, so what was the, what was the breakthrough moment for you? You know, as your business continued to evolve where you were like, you know what, this, this is the message that I want to shout from the mountaintops. And then you had this yeah. around food and health. Yeah. There was a couple of moments. Um, I got tired of seeing everyone's before and afters all the time. You know, the same person would share their before and after six times a year, um, because they wanted to show the world that they'd finally figured it out. And then they'd fall off and they'd show the world that they'd finally figured it out and they'd fall off. And I was still deep in my struggle. And I remember I was at a girlfriend's house and we were, we we're actually on vacation and we were getting ready to go out with our husbands. And we were super excited because our kids were little mm -hmm. and, we were trying on different clothes. Sometimes when you do, when you're getting to go out on a night in the town and I, I made a comment about my body 
And bless her heart, this friend, it's so good to have friends that will speak truth into your life. And she said to me, we don't speak that way about our bodies in this house. Wow. And it completely stopped me. Right. And then a few minutes later, we had kind of changed rooms and she apologized to me. And she said, my daughter was in the room and I'm really trying to break the cycle. And it had never even occurred to me that her daughter was in the room. I was so used to just criticizing my body, hating on my body, cursing what I didn't like. And it, it really changed the way I started to, to show up. Right. And then, I mean, it didn't just all change in that moment though, but it was, it stopped me. It was one of the first things. Hey CEOs, it's Ursula stopping by because I have a question for you. Are you ready to 2X your revenue, your monthly revenue and shave 10 or more hours off your work week? If yes, you need to be at the next 2X intensive course. And by clicking on the link in the show notes, you can schedule a private session with me to talk about how the 2X intensive will help you. So just fill out the application below and Trisha will schedule a conversation for us. One of our clients said that in the first 10 minutes of the private coaching call that you received before the 2X intensive, she made them more than paid for the class. Another client shaved off 21 hours per week for a total of 84 hours a month that she was able to put back into her calendar to work on her business. Another client just reported that he has taken 40 hours off his work week after taking the 2X intensive and has grown a multi-million dollar company. So if this is of interest to you, fill out the application below. That application will get to Trisha and Trisha will schedule a private 30 minute call for you and I to talk about how the 2X intensive can help you. Can't wait to see you there. Can't wait to connect soon. And then, you know, an undetermined amount of time later, it was within that same season. I was just praying about it. I was praying about like, Lord, like, why does this still feel like a struggle? Like I'm supposedly this health coach, I'm earning a really good amount of money, but I don't feel like in alignment, like in any area of my life. Like, why is this such a struggle? And he told me like, until you start treating your body, like the temple that I made it to be, I'm not going to give you breakthrough in this area. And that was so convicting for me because I hadn't been, I had been cursing everything I hated about my body. I had been trying to, you know, fit into a smaller size to feel like I belonged instead of just reminding myself that I was just created in the image of God. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was during that time that I came across this photo. And I remember, I remember this photo so well, because it was taken during that same season of when I was in seventh grade and those boys had been making fun of me and calling me fat. And I played volleyball at that time. And I don't know if you don't even think about volleyball uniforms, but you Short have to wear shorts. Yes. Like those tiny little bun huggers. Yeah. And so your thighs are hanging out and I hated every second of it. And I actually ended up quitting that season when we had a home tournament because I knew those same boys would be at that tournament and I didn't want to be made fun of like, so anyway, I came across this photo during the season. I have no idea why I still had this photo. And I saw this picture of myself. And when I, that photo was taken, I remember feeling like I was massive. I remember feeling like I was so big. I was so overweight. And I looked at that photo and I was tiny. And so I realized like how skewed 
my perception of myself had been all these years. Cause I had just been looking through that lens and believing that lie that I was fat. I was huge. I had huge thighs. I had a big butt or whatever it was. And it wasn't true. Right. But I had been looking through that lens. And so the Lord just started me on this journey of just changing pretty much everything and inviting him into every area of it. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. It is amazing. when We look back at photos when we had certain judgments and I'll say this too. Like I know this, that men suffer with this too. I've had conversations with my husband. He was very skinny when he was young and for sure. guys, no man wants to be very skinny. And yeah. as women we're like, Oh, you gotta like, we think, Oh, that's a high metabolism or we make up a story about that. And he's like, it was awful. Like he was yeah. 130 pounds forever. Couldn't gain sure. weight you know, got made fun of. That's why he ended up in boxing and then he did gain weight. And that's a whole other story for him. <laughs> but I share that because he has shared with me, like, it's not just women who's, who's right. with this. It's, yeah. you know, so I just want to point that out for our, our guy listeners as well. Like the whole thing about the one thing that really annoys my husband, and I'm going to put this out there because I'm guessing he's not alone. is the whole dad bod thing, you know, like that, that <laughs> like they, people celebrate that. And he's like, it's kind of unhealthy, right? Like people say, yeah. You're lucky to have a dad or whatever, or that's revered. And it just like on all sides of the male, female world, yes. this yes. is happening. I so, can't believe how many men sh- struggle with it. You know, so many yes. men have come forward with me to me since then and said like, Hey, do you have programs for men? And, and at the beginning I didn't because I didn't think there was a market for it, but I'm realizing now that there are, so there are some things coming. Good. Oh, good. Excellent. Good, good. So, okay. I want to talk about the business and then we're going to, we'll shift gears. So the money was coming in. You had this breakthrough where you had a conversation with God and God's like, Hey, like, I want you to take care of this beautiful temple. And until you do that breakthrough, that's pretty big. So what happened next? You know, the Lord just started calling me out of network marketing. Um, I'm still with that company. I still love that company. I just don't actively build anymore because I didn't feel like that's where the Lord wanted me. And so I just started writing down the changes that I was making. I started, it started from this place of curiosity. Like if I wanted to have a healthy relationship with my body, what would that look like? What would I talk to my body? Like, what would that look like? And at the same time, um, I joined a ministry school that became just instrumental in my life in teaching me about the spiritual aspect of all of this and how, you know, when we are cursing our bodies, we're actually like the power of life and death is in the tongue, right? So when we are cursing our bodies, we're actually like moving towards death from a spiritual standpoint, instead of moving towards life. And so I started implementing all of the tools that I was learning in that ministry school and this business started to take shape, right? Like coaching women, I've been coaching them for years on how to get healthy, but we had missed that whole aspect of why have you created habits that aren't supporting the lifestyle in the body that you want? And that is what I concentrate now on the most. There's, there's 10 million health coaches out there. Not a lot of them are getting to the core reason of why you've created these habits that have created a life or a body or a health that you don't want. And that's where, that's where all of my focus is. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that too. Some of the, the key things that you teach your clients before, yeah. before we wrap up today. So were there any, I mean, this is not your only business. Like you've been an entrepreneur, you and your husband, yep. you know, as you've gone through this entrepreneurial journey with a family, right. That's no, you know, easy feat. It's not, um, no. <laughs> what are the, what are some of the limiting beliefs that you have had to give up along the way or release to be able to grow businesses and stay in this entrepreneurial world. 
Yeah, I think uh, the myth of balance, <laughs> um, and I don't mean that you can't have any balance, but I think there's this utopian idea of that it will always be in balance and it will never feel chaotic when you're working for yourself or working from home or network marketing or trying to raise kids. Um, and so letting go of what I thought it had to look like was really important. Mm. Um, uh, worthiness was a big thing for me. Like when you've spent a lifetime believing that you're not worthy of, you know, whatever it is, a certain size, a certain belonging, a certain amount of money, all of that, I've had to do a lot of work around that for sure. Um, and just wanting, you know, like what I wanted my family to look like when I left corporate, my corporate job and did network marketing, I was working more, right. Right. And, um, because I realized I was getting significance from the wrong place. Um, and I didn't leave my job to work more. And so that was also a big backpedal I had to make at some point. And then, and then you have outside voices telling you, well, you're not doing enough. You're not doing enough. But like my first role is always going to be in my home. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's such a great point of like the, that there's not chaos. Of course there's there. I would say this business is messy. Yes. But I like to close the doors on my office and leave my messy desk behind and go live my life. That's so like, good. It's done. It's just done. I close my doors. I, you know, it's like, I let that go because I know my business has its own energy and then have it, you have a team and you have systems and processes and the business wants to run itself. And so it's like, like that, like, as you are growing your businesses, that's what you're truly doing. Right. So that, right. that you can have more of the freedom that you wanted to, but also we are parents who have kids in sports. We were just talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> for all the parents who have kids in lots of activities, not just sports, but like there's 4-H, there's, you know, there's church, there's a million cool activities and yes. it's, it is a juggle. So lots of love to all of you. And I see parents at some of the sporting events, you know, most of them, like they're on their phone. One had a laptop the other night and he was just like, you know, getting his work done during practice. So we do, we just, we, we figure it out. But I think right. you made a really good point of like knowing where your priorities are is critical because the rest yeah. falls into place. Yeah. So Let's talk a little bit more about, um, oh, where do I want to take this? We talked about the limiting beliefs, but were there any myths about money or revenue coming through the business into your family or just any myths about money that, that you've let go of over the years? Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, the first one that I had to let go of is, uh, when, when, when business is going well, bad things happen. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've had that one come up a number of times until I really like faced it. It was kind of like in the background sneaky, right? Cause I did really well. And, you know, I got a really good job out of college and was doing really well. And then I was just totally miserable. And then I left it to do network marketing. And then I got super sick with Lyme disease. And there's just this you know, my dad passed away. Like there's just been a number of things that have happened that have compounded that belief, but I've really faced it this year. I've really faced it head on and just like, you don't get space here anymore. Yeah. 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 That's phenomenal. And I think for all of our listeners, people can relate to, you know, whether it's that a belief like that or something similar of, of doing the work around it to let it go, face it, yeah. let it go so that you can, you can make that shift. All right. Speaking of shifting, I want to shift gears to make sure we talk about these tips. A couple of things. Um, number one, you have a book out. So let's talk yeah. about that really quickly. Tell us about the book. What inspired you to write it? 
Yeah. So this book has been such a labor of love and I've been in the process of writing another book for like a year and a half. And that one is, that one's just been a lot tougher. And the Lord was like, why aren't you writing a book on this? And I sat down and I spent like two weeks and it just came out. So the Lord was on it. Like it just flowed. And you know that that feels so good when you're creating anything. Um, But what I wanted is I teach these classes on body image revival. I start challenging the way women are speaking to themselves, the lies that they're believing. And so I would teach this great class and I had a coaching program that I offered, but not everybody was ready for that. So I needed something to bridge that gap. I needed a resource that people could take with them to start changing that language, to start that everyday walk of, okay, what am I doing today? That's just taking me towards having a healthier relationship with my body or farther away from having a healthy relationship with my body. Because as you know, anytime you're challenging a big belief like that, it's not just like I decided today. Like, and then it's easy from there. That is an important part of the the equation, but it has to be like a daily walk that you're challenging those beliefs. So that's really where this was born out of is what questions are you asking yourself? Where are you sabotaging yourself or believing a lie that you don't even know that you're doing and what can be true instead? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I, yeah. Congratulations, by the way, because writing a book is such a labor of love and it's a journey. It really is. It's been an amazingly successful journey. And we're just excited to have you in our community so we can walk this journey with you as it unfolds. And thank you. you. Thank you. And so, so I don't know if you and I talked about this when I was on your podcast, but I, I read a story and it has just stuck with me. It maybe makes me think of you and the work that you do. I think I talked about this, but yeah, we've been diagnosed with ALS. Did we talk about this? Yeah, we did. I, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast though, but we've talked about it since. Yeah. And this woman, so for most people, a diagnosis of ALS, ALS, and this was from Pam Grout, who I've had on the podcast, Pam Grout's a New York times bestselling author. And so she yeah. had shared the story. So it's, it's, I hate saying this out loud, but it's, it's like a death sentence for it is. Yeah. It's a prison. You, your body becomes a prison. It's a horrible yeah, disease. And so this woman, you know, finds, gets her diagnosis and just wakes up the next day. Like she's, you know, obviously just feeling terrible, but she wakes up and she thinks, you know, what do I want my legacy to be on my way out? Mm. And it makes sense when she was having a, you know, conversation with God as well. Spirit, this was a spiritual moment for her. And the message was love your body just love your body. And she's thought, well, you know what? I might not be able to do a lot right now. I'm in a wheelchair already, but I can love my body. So every day she sat in her wheelchair naked and sat in front of the mirror and said, like, looked at herself and said, I love this about my body. Like found all the, like told all the pieces of her body, how much she loved it. Yeah. And she recovered full recovery. Yep. And that just Mm -hmm. gives me like goosebumps. And the second I read that, I think, I think I forwarded it to you, but anyway, we talked about it and his, yes. I think about that all the time for myself. And it's something that you talk about all the time about falling in love with your body. So tell us just like how that story, like why that story makes so much sense to you. And then what's, what is some of the work? What are some of the tips and things that you have for us that you do with your clients? Yeah. So it, it makes perfect sense to me. I see miracles like that all the time because anything that we're doing, any choice that we're making, we're really choosing to like move towards life or we're choosing to move towards death. And the thoughts that we think and the words that we speak, you know, we hear it in all different ways, like thoughts become things. And, you know, if you think it, you can be it, all those things, they're true. They're absolutely true. And like, what are you aligning with? Right. And I know that's speaking your language so much. So the whole point of the book was 
like until you're aware of a lie, you don't even realize that you're, that you're speaking it or what's causing that vicious cycle. I have one client is one of my favorite stories to tell. She had, she, and I have her permission to share this, but I'll keep her name out of it. But she, when she was 12 years old, she was weighed in front of a classroom. It was back in those days when they weighed all the kids. Yes. And in front of the classroom, the nurse told her that she was super fat and she was going to spend the rest of her life like that if she didn't do something about it. So not only was that super embarrassing, her mom then kept her on a super restrictive diet for like the whole rest of the time that she was in her home. She was, you know, shamed and punished every time she would eat something that wasn't on her diet. And so of course it just created this awful relationship with food. She would hide food. She would sneak food because she was starving. She wasn't getting enough food. Her body wasn't being nourished. And it created this vicious starving and binge cycle for like 40 plus years. And so we healed that moment. We did some forgiveness work around that moment. And then she has been able to create like this relationship with food where she doesn't have all these only good foods or only bad foods, but just foods that are nourishing in that moment. Right. And it's just created this whole other relationship. And so this whole area of her brain that was just consumed with being obsessed with food all the time, because if you've struggled with this, you know, it just totally consumes your thoughts. Right. Yeah. And it's created this whole freedom in every area of her life Wow! because she doesn't have to be obsessed with that anymore. Are you ready to finally let go of the limiting beliefs and blocks that are holding you back in your life, career, business, or relationships? I'm so excited to introduce you to Anna Larai of Sparkles of Love. Anna Larai is a life change agent who assists clients in remembering their own magnificence by bringing through the newest and highest energies, processes, and activation for you. Take the next step by downloading a free clearing meditation at sparklesoflove.love. Wow. So beautiful. I think that's the piece that people want. They want the freedom from the conversation in their head of what to eat, what not to eat, how to exercise, how not to exercise, who to like, what not to think about, what to think about, you know, and then all the health stuff. Like, it's just, it's just crazy talk. And one of the reasons, well, there's two reasons I wanted to have you on. You are the last show of 2022, which is (laughs) awesome. Right before the holiday season, really. (laughs) right? Right before beautiful um, Christmas and Kwanzaa and we'll be in the middle of Hanukkah and then the new year will be ushered in all these celebrations where there's going to be lots of food and then new year's resolutions for January, right? Where people are just going to be super stressed about that beating themselves up. So, yes. um, So of course we want to celebrate your book. We're celebrating your book and getting this out to the world on so many levels. And we'll talk about that at the end, how you can get a copy of Jen's book. And then at the same time, like what, like as people navigate, like they're listening to this, you know, as they navigate the holidays and they navigate January and the pressure of new year's resolutions, what's your best advice or what do you want them to know or think about? Yeah. So the question I often have my clients just ask themselves during the day, like, what can I do to nourish my body today? That's, that's the, that's the question you're going to start the day with. And if you're faced with a choice, you know, sometimes we're at parties or different social events, like what can I do to just nourish my body right now? So I don't leave feeling like I'm starving and I totally missed out. And I was consumed with thoughts of hunger the whole time I was here, or 
I choose to binge and eat everything because I let every single thing I've ever learned go for the night and I leave feeling awful. And those are the two that people usually choose if they struggle with this, right? right? So just asking yourself in that moment, like, what can I do to nourish myself in this moment? What can I do to nourish myself today? How can I choose to nourish myself today? And just taking it one decision at a time versus this whole sweeping declaration of I'm never eating sugar again. I'm never eating so-and-so again and thinking that's going to fix all your problems. And I'm not saying that those things are bad because those certainly have a place. I choose not to consume very much sugar because my body doesn't do well with sugar, but the sweeping declarations, we're going to change every single thing and have all these rules is what causes it to feel like a prison. Yeah. Right. And causes people to then, you know, rebel when they're having a moment of Mm -hmm. of stress or whatever. So let's get some examples. I know our listeners love real world. Like, like what are some things that I could do to nourish my body? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing there's food options, but I'm guessing it's more than that as well. Yeah. So what I usually do is when I am sitting with my clients and a lot of the work is around the emotional stuff, but then we also do like, let's look at food for a minute, right? Because everybody's going to have food choices that make them feel really, really good. And some that are going to make them feel really, really bad. So for example, when I ask myself the question, like, what can I do to nourish my body today? Like, what does that look like? I'll make a list of eight to 10 foods. And those are just kind of my go-to foods, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the most freeing things ever for me was I just realized like, I hate broccoli. Like I hate it. And I would, when I was in those modes where I was like, I'm going to do everything perfectly right before I had kind of navigated this walk, I would make myself eat broccoli and I hated every second of it. And so for me, broccoli, even though it's good for me, it's not nourishing me because it feels icky. Does that make sense? So like finding those foods that make you feel good about yourself. Like I love spinach. I love mixed greens. I love anything like that. So those are my nourishing foods. And that feels so much better than I have to eat broccoli because this list says it's good for me. And broccoli is good for you. It for, for, for anyone's body, but it didn't make me feel good. So finding those foods that make you feel nourished and whether it's a list of eight to 10 or, you know, 12 to 14 is really, really good. Well, and Uh, maybe your body doesn't like, maybe your body really doesn't like broccoli. Maybe it's possible. Yeah. Body chemistry or something. I I think you got to listen to your body. One thing I love is bananas and everyone would say so much sugar in your bananas. The more research I did, it's like, no, that's dumb. Bananas are so good for you. They're so nourishing for me. I love bananas. Luca eats like 75 of those a day. I think. Yeah. So so does my youngest son. That's so interesting because they're so like, they know they're in tune. Yes. And I, that's also one of my pet peeves is when people tell you that you can't eat fruit because there's sugar in fruit and it's like fructose is a natural sugar and is good for your body. There's a big difference between fructose and high fructose corn syrup. And I don't think people understand that there's a big difference. High fructose corn syrup is, is a metabolic disruptor that does throw your body chemistry off. So if you're going to eliminate a food because you want to feel better, that would be a great one to eliminate. So beautiful. Awesome. Anything else? Like, is it, what about like taking a warm bath or going for a walk? Like what are other ways that you tell your clients to nourish their bodies? Yeah. Any, any type of movement is good. And I don't have any rules around movement. I say movement is good. I love to walk Uh, for years. I, you know, I was in the military for years and I had to run and I hated every second of it, but I love to just walk. I love to pray while I walk, spend time in nature while I walk. So my brain down while I walk, and that feels really nourishing and good to me. So finding the things that 
feel good to you. I also love Pilates. Like for years, I was like a high impact athlete. And I thought that that's what workouts had to look like. Um, and now that I'm in my forties, like I love mindful movement. So I love Pilates. I love walking. I love an intense stretching routine because flexibility is really important as you get older. And so moving your body in a way that it makes you feel good instead of the way somebody makes you feel like you're supposed to. This, I want to make sure everyone's hearing this because this, I think is, is the core of our talk today is really listening to your body and Mm -hmm. and not, not all the noise. Like what is your body asking for? What, what, you know, tastes good to you? What nourishes you? Yes. And, and really like what exercise I'm with you. Like I used to do, I went to one hit class and I was like, this is just not me. (laughs) Right. Right. I don't feel good when I do it and I don't feel strong when I do it. And it's not fun. Yeah. So you've got like, do what you like feel called to do. Right. And I still like to live weights, but I don't make that the core of my workout anymore. Like I don't make that the epitome and yeah, there's lots of things on social media that tell me that women absolutely have to list weights and you just have, like you said, you nailed it, like eliminate the noise and tune into yourself and what feels good to you and what feels nourishing to you in that moment. So beautiful. Okay. As we're wrapping up before you tell us about all the things, uh, your best advice, what's your best advice for new year's resolutions? I have an opinion about this, but I'm not going to say it, but I want to know like <laughs> around health, like people, this is what we're going to be hearing about for the next couple of weeks. And I know at my gym, like membership surges for like two weeks and then it goes back to. Yeah. Yeah. And I just have such a hard time with the sleeping, sweeping declarations. I'm going to work out every day. Like, and I get it that some people do great on things like 75 hard. And, and that fuels some people's ambition. They like the structure. They like the challenge. Most of the people that I work with, that actually is a trigger to send them into another horrible binge cycle or horrible cycle where they're not taking care of themselves at all, because they try to do the absolute highest thing that they can. And then they fall off and then they don't do anything. Um, So my take on news resolutions is why not pick one that like nourishes your body? What if your whole goal for the month of January is to take a walk every day or to move your body in some way? What if you just did one thing that moved your body towards the version that you want to feel whole and healthy versus skinny and look a certain way in a certain outfit? Because that's where most people that's where most people set their goals on is like, I want to look this, I want to fit into these jeans again, or I want to look this way on this event. Like, what if you just did one thing every day in January that nourished your body, whether it's drinking water, moving your body, you know, eliminating metabolic disruptors. And I can give you a list of those. Those are things that just mess with all our whole body chemistry, even our brain chemistry. So yeah. Give yeah. us a few of those and then we'll do the free gift and things. Yeah. High fructose corn syrup is for sure. One of the, the biggest, uh, contenders out there that is just, that's not, that's not nourishing you in any way, shape or form. Now, does that mean that I never steal a piece of my kids Halloween candy? I absolutely not. Like I don't have rules around that, but I know I don't feel good when I, when I do eat it. So maybe a piece or two here or there, and then that's enough for me. Right. Yeah. Um, other metabolic disruptors are anything that's overly processed. So anything that's coming in a package that, you know, it's like, or it can sit on a shelf for six months, that's probably got some chemicals in it that are not going to nourish your immune system and your digestive system as a whole. So that's a really good way to look at it is instead of me giving you, you know, memorizing a list of 50 things that's metabolic disruptors, if it's in a package 
or it can sit on a shelf for a really long time, it probably isn't nourishing your body. Yeah. Those are two excellent tips. And again, not to be obsessive about like, you know, right. candy, have a piece of candy, but you know, the uh, high fructose corn syrup, we all know that it's probably, it's, it's not going to make us feel good. Right. And second, um, that was a great point of just the, we know this too. We just don't always follow it. Right. The processed foods, even today, like the thing that's tricky is there's so many, what we think are health foods that are processed and they might be really mm-hmm. messing with your metabolism. Maybe yeah. the best gift you give yourself for the holiday season is a really good ninja blender. Get it at Kohl's on sale. I got, I got a new one recently. I was so excited about our Nutribullet. You can get those for like 20 bucks. Right. And just start to make some amazing smoothies because they're you know, you can put, I just love shoving greens in and I'm, I'm on, yes. a, I'm on putting dates in right now, bananas. Cause I love them and they feel nourishing. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Yeah. Delicious shake. And we do those in our family. I got a juicer yeah. too. I got the Nutribullet juicer. Um, amazing. So like those yeah. two things, and I was thinking about exactly what it, exactly what makes it feel easy, right? Like yeah. I've had a protein shake for the last 10 years for breakfast. And so does everyone in my family, but I love it. And it makes me feel good. And I know it's a perfect like macronutrient like profile. So I know I'm going to feel good after I have it. And then sometimes I add spinach and sometimes I don't. So whatever feels easy and it feels good and nourishing. Beautiful. All right. We it's time to wrap up. We could talk all day. We totally could. Thank you. I think we covered a lot of great. I know we covered a lot of great information for our listeners to combine health and wealth. Let's make a lot of money, but let's have good health and feel great about our bodies next year. Absolutely. For our listeners. Yeah. So with my launch of my book, so the book is called bless your body. It's really about changing the relationship and the language that you use to communicate with your body. We uncover some lies that we've maybe been believing and just kind of clear out those old wounds or old thought patterns or whatever it is that's shaping behavior. So it's just a daily, it's a devotion. It's a 40 day devotion that just allows you to just open up how you've been communicating with your body. And along with that, I'm having a challenge that goes right alongside with it. So that is launching January 23rd. And it's really my version of what a new year's resolution should look like. Like instead of like sweeping declarations, I'm never eating sugar again. I'm going to the gym every day. I'm going to do 75 hard again. Those are not bad things. I'm speaking to the people that that totally disempowers you. That makes you feel like, I am never going to be able to conquer this. I'm never going to get breakthrough in this area of my life. It's just not true. You just need the right person to guide you alongside. So with the purchase of the book, um, it's free challenge. I can't wait to just see all the lives that are changed within it. Like I know that the Lord is moving within that because I have seen so many lives change. My own life has been changed and I just want to bless more people. I just want more people to have freedom in this area you know, the amount of freedom I've seen in some of my clients when they get rid of some of the lies that they've believed and they feel like, Oh, I just, it's so freeing to have all those food rolls off. So step one, go to Amazon buy bless your body. Yes. And and then how do I register for the free challenge? We'll have all of this in the show notes, but I just want to make sure. Yeah. So I just have, I have a webpage where you just enter your receipt number for buying the book and you get into the free challenge. We're going to do most of it right in a Facebook group, but you can also sign up for the emails. It's all the same content, just how you want to receive it. And we're just going to build community and just, you know, break through and get freedom in more areas of our life. So it's going to be amazing. Jen. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And for our listeners, grab a copy of her book, bless your body, and then come back and get into this, this challenge. It's a 30 day challenge. Did I it's a 40 day challenge. Oh, right. I knew that. Sorry. Yeah, and that's okay. Challenge to make instead of new year's resolutions, do the 40 day challenge yes. and really up level 
your health and your wealth. So Jen, thanks again for sharing your wisdom and your blessing. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you so much. Oh, back at you. So much fun. We could talk all day. So we totally could. <laughs> and to our listeners all over the world, we love you. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you like the show, definitely please leave us a review wherever you listen. We'd really appreciate that. And with that, we'll see you soon. Make this last month of the year, your most epic month yet. See you in 2023. Bye guys. Thank you for joining us today. And if you are ready to make your next quantum leap, let's do it. Ursula invites you to join us at the 2X Intensive. Go to salescoachnow.com slash apply. Don't forget to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app.